everyone. Welcome to Terrorize You to the Core Podcast. This is episode four of Terrorize You to the Core Podcast. And the other two episodes, well actually the other three episodes I should say, because one is part two and part three are of the same story by the same individual, which was Joe. Um, I hope you all took some time to listen to those podcasts as they took the courage to share their stories. So now I'm going to take the courage and share my own personal encounters. So my first story is going to be about what happened when my grandmother passed away and my encounter after she passed away. So when I was in high school, before I started my senior year, my grandmother had passed away. She um, was in the hospital. My mom had taken her. And that morning, we had to do a parade. So um, my dad took us, all dressed up in uniform and everything, to go do a parade. I forgot where the parade was at. But my mom stayed with my grandmother, and my cousin was with her. So we get home um, from the parade. My mom eventually comes home, and it was like pretty late at night. And we get a call from the hospital saying that my grandmother had a stroke, or a heart attack actually. And um, we were to go to the hospital. They wouldn't give us any more details of course, so we quickly all got dressed. My mom went across the street with my dad, got my grandfather, because they lived across the street from us. And um, we all went to the hospital. We found out then that they, my grandmother had passed away. Um, They tried to do CPR and everything, and they couldn't revive her, and um, she passed away. So we get to the house after everything at the hospital, and believe it was the next day, because it happened so long ago, um, I was in my bed, because we shared a room with my siblings, and I slept on the top bunk bed. And when I was sleeping on the top bunk bed, I turned to face the wall. And uh, I was thinking like, you know, thinking about everything that's going on. You know, my grandmother was the first person that, that was really close to us that we've lost. And all of a sudden I see her looking right at me from the wall, smiling. Now that, I was caught off guard, I didn't know what to do. I quickly got off my bed went to my mom, who was, I believe, taking a shower at the time, and told her what happened. I said, I saw grandma on the wall, smiling at me. And my mom was like, oh, she's just probably trying to get your attention, trying to tell you something. What she was trying to tell me, I have no idea. I just got too scared and went and told my mom what happened. So in the Spanish culture, um, especially in my family, there's seven days of prayers that you do after a person passes away. We did it for both my, all my grandparents actually. We did it for my dad. Um, so it, the reason why you do these prayers is to help the person to cross over, to be able to enter and not have to stay in basically like limbo or purgatory for a long period of time, you do prayers to help their spirit to cross. Um, So we were there to do 
the prayers at my grandmother's house across the street. And my mom asked me for a trash bag to go get one to refill, to change the bag out. So my grandmother, in her basement, it wasn't a usual basement. Like, she had a kitchen down there. She had her dogs down there. She had her TV. She was always in the basement. That was, like, her sanctuary area. She would play dominoes, watch her novellas, all that stuff in the basement. So um, I went to go down there and get the bag for my mom. And I saw that the dogs were kind of, you know, a little bit down, scared, because that was my grandmother's life. She took care of nine dogs. My grandmother and grandpa had nine dogs. They had cats. They had birds. They had fish. They had, like, the animal kingdom in their house. And um, I went down, and I see the, the dogs, and they looked a bit sad. And I went over there to give them some attention, because no one's really, like, giving them that much attention since everything that was going on. And I went over there, and my grandmother had a Labrador and a dog that was mixed, Baby and Blackie. So I went to go pet them and, you know, talk to them, kind of tell them everything's okay, and try to give them some comfort, when all of a sudden I hear a laugh. Like, one of those laughs that are, like, from a scary movie that you just hear, like, that, that kind of heckle laugh from an, it sounded like an older woman kind of laugh and I had left the basement door open so I could just go right back out and the door slammed shut like not just like closed it slammed shut where the dogs just stopped moving I stopped moving I'm over here like on the verge of like uh, what the hell just happened and I Quickly, I didn't even grab the bag. I just ran towards the door to run out the basement. And when I opened the door, I hear the laugh again. And my cousin was coming down the stairs to come find me because she's wondering what's taking so long. And I opened the door, and in the turn, and when I'm opening the door, my cousin's opening the door at the same time, like pushing it towards me as I'm pulling the door. And I scared the crap out of my cousin. And she's like, what's going on? And I told her what happened. I go, the door slammed shut on me. And I got scared. So my cousin was like, what? Um, she was, she thought it was like crazy. Like, oh my God, this really happened? And um, I was just so frightened. I didn't know what to do. I went upstairs and again, I told my mom, like, this is what happened. My mom was calm. She's like, oh, you know, she's trying to get your, trying to tell you something, trying to get your attention. I'm like, well, what's she trying to tell me? I mean, she scared the crap out of me down there. And I was like, almost like in a panic mode. Like, my brain was on all over the place, didn't know what to do. So then, after that, that's like my first paranormal experience. And it was just like, freaked out high school kid didn't really know much and I was the next experience was in this house that I live in right now that I'm actually recording my podcast in um in this house my grandmother's owned it for many years my mom was in her 20s and she 
was in her mid-twenties when my grandmother bought the house. Before my grandmother, um, my mom told me that the man who owned the house before my grandmother um, was, I think, an older gentleman. He had a daughter that was handicapped. So he basically turned the building, because it's a two-flat with the basement apartment, but he turned the building into like basically one home. And he would lock the doors and stuff because of the disability his, daughter's, his daughter had. He didn't want her to get out of the house. And something happened to her. So he pretty much kept his building for just his family. And that's the same thing my family did. Um, we kept the building pretty much for us. Now my aunt, uh, the one who, my aunt and uncle who were in the first episode, lived upstairs from us. We took the first floor apartment after my grandfather left. Um, so I will say like this place has a history. This building's probably over a hundred years old. Um, the building next door was constructed by the same architect. And then we have a house next door to us that actually looks like it belongs to this building, but it doesn't. Um, our neighbor was like in her 90s when she owned that place and she passed away in a, in a senior citizen home. Now, the building we live in uh, is known for stuff happening, activity happening here. Especially, I would say, not so much on the first floor. I'm not sure why, but mostly like in the basement area you can feel it. And then the second floor apartment, there's stuff that happens. Um, so on the second floor, after my aunt moved out, I inhabited the last bedroom. That last bedroom was also my cousin's room uh, when he was younger. Uh, when he stayed there, uh, he, my aunt would hear him talking to somebody and he would, my aunt would ask him and she, he's like, oh, I'm talking to an older woman, like an old grandmother's type age, like I'm talking to grandma. And um, when I went there, I um, saw <laughs> a little girl. My cousin didn't know, I didn't know my cousin saw the same little girl. But one day when I was talking to him and I was describing this girl, he goes, like, she looked like a Victorian. You know how you see those Victorian movies and you see the little girl with the, like, blonde hair curled and the Victorian dress and very pale looking? That's the little girl that we saw in our back bedroom. Now, the closet in that back bedroom is what gets everyone. In the closet, you can hear laughter sometimes you can hear different things now my sister's probably not going to want to hear this episode because right now she's staying in that room and she would be freaked out and probably come after me for this but she didn't want to go in that room because of that stuff that's happened in there we don't know why that bedroom is like the most activity in there or most things that's happened in there um but Every child that stayed in there, you can hear them talking to someone. You can hear people. You can even hear like people walking around up here. And 
sometimes we think like someone's home and when you look around you're the only one here i mean i have my dogs and my bird and but they're not the ones walking around usually they're sleeping and one day now when i was uh before i got divorced my ex um had a I won't say his brother, but he, he had half siblings who had siblings, a brother from their father's side, and he was murdered. And the way he was murdered was um, he was killed by his stepfather. And when we found out what happened, they went to the funeral and everything. Um, I was actually walking through my house and I went to go around the fridge after the funeral and stuff every after everything had happened I went to go walk around the fridge in our own house and when I did a male about his brother's age came out from the back bedroom and what freaked me out was one who is this guy two his whole face was blood, like blood all over his face. He looked like messed up and he walked like right past me, almost like through me and then he disappeared. And that just like freaked me the hell out. Like I, I was just like, what the hell just happened? And I told my uh, ex at the time, I was like, did, did you just see that? And he said, no. Um, and I knew it was his brother. He was the only one I knew that passed away. And then I didn't even know, like, what he looked like or anything when he passed. Because they cremated his body. Um, but later on in news reports and stuff, he was shot in the back of the head. And while playing a video game. And his like blood all over his face and stuff and I did not know this until after I had seen him um so that freaked me out too like this the stuff I've seen it I never get used to it um another incident that had happened was my dad when um he had a major stroke almost like an aneurysm his brain was majority filled with blood um, that day he passed away, I mean the day he actually didn't pass, but the day he had a stroke, he drove my sister, my sister's coworker, and I home. And um, within like an hour or two, he had his incident that happened. And I was the one who rode in the ambulance with my dad. They rushed him into surgery. Um, and I was at the hospital by myself waiting for my mom, my brother, and my sister to arrive. Um, we get home and stuff just starts happening. Like doors, you hear doors, you, the activity, like just crazy activity would happen. Things were moving around, things were, um, you would hear stuff. You never felt like you were by yourself. Still to this day, you never feel like you're by yourself. And one day I took a picture in her living room and I was still married at this time. I took a picture and there was my dad sitting on the couch in the picture. And you could see like right through him, he's just sitting there. 
uh, I think I still have the picture in my camera and it just was like whoa he's sitting there um, our cat had actually passed away before my birthday my dad passed away after my birthday um, sometimes in this house we get random things that come through here um, sometimes we know who the person is, like family. Um, we did have someone come to our house, or I mean, I shouldn't call a house a building. Um, and she told my mom, she's like, yeah, you guys have different people coming through. And she had told my mom that you, the women in our family have like a sixth sense almost, you could say, of sensitivity that they see things or they feel it. Like my mom feels it, but I see it. I see the things that come through here. And it, I guess you could say kind of gotten used to it, but at the same time, when you see a man with a bloody face walking past you in the middle of the night, it catches you off guard. It's not something you can get used to sometimes. Um, especially when you can see like, what they die from that just is like mind-blowing I guess but at the same time it's like what my uncle said in the first episode it makes you realize that there is another possibility of another lot afterlife that this life is not just it there's more to it um someone had asked me once they're like does it freak you out? And I said, when I first saw it, it did. Like when I saw my grandmother and, and I saw his face and things like that, yeah, it did. And sometimes it does make me uncomfortable um, seeing that stuff. And I was even told like I have a guardian angel. And my mom named nicknamed him, um, I think it was like with an M, I can't remember. He's probably mad because I can't remember. But, like, my stuff always disappears. I put something down. And my sister would tell me, she's like, man, you're always losing things. How can you lose stuff in your room? It's in your room. And he messes with me and, like, hides things, I would say. Because it would be in the most weirdest place that things are left. And it's kind of annoying when you're trying to find something that you really need and you can't and you know you put it somewhere and you can't find it because somebody moves it and I always tell my mom like hey did you move something in my room or anything like that and no it was him he moved it but I know not everybody believes in this stuff but the thing is it's like someone once said if you believe in religion and you believe in the Holy Ghost, how can you not believe in spirits and things? Or how, I guess my thing is, there has to be something more than just this here in this life. You kind of wonder what is beyond. And I guess it's also a fear of not knowing what's beyond this life that kind of gets to people. When I was in high school, there was a guy in our class that said that he didn't fear death itself he feared after death like what happens to you after this life after you leave your body what happens to your soul what happens to that and I guess that's the biggest thing that's a mystery to a lot of people 
I mean, you can watch all these shows, these ghost shows, these um, after-death shows, all these different things, and you still wonder, like, what's the after-effect of it? And I guess, like, you have to respect everyone's beliefs. I mean, everyone's entitled to believe in what makes them feel comfortable, and that's what's part of life. But um, I do want to leave some time here and just say that it's one of those things that just gets you, that makes you wonder the beyond and the unknown. And my stories and my experiences have left me with that. What is beyond? What is unknown? And it makes me want to know. So if you're interested in sharing your story, you can contact me on Facebook under Terrorize You to the Core Podcast. Um, you can email me at terrorizeyoutothecorepodcast@gmail.com, and I want to give a shout out to Joe who did episode two and episode three with me. He is doing this awesome uh, fundraiser drive for homeless people, and it's the second annual homeless drive. His um, it's going to be him and his daughters who are putting together a homeless drive to collect items for people in need. There are hundreds of homeless people in the Chicago area struggling with mental illness and addiction. Together they are going to put hope into people's lives with hand-delivered gifts of love. Every package will have a yellow bandana symbolizing joy, hope, and happiness, as well as custom hand holiday cards. Items that they are collecting are hand warmers, knit caps, toothbrush kits, socks, coats, blankets, and etc. Um, he's going, you can contact Joe at 312-837-6095 uh, for more information. They just put a box out also at 2849 West Belmont Avenue. And you'll see like the yellow box and the flyers and they're collecting for homeless. One thing I will say too is don't forget that homeless women, especially young women, do need feminine napkins as well. Um, so don't forget that's something that's also really important to collect. Um, things for anything, toys for kids too. There are children who are homeless that do need that stuff. Just things that would help them through the winter time and things that can help last. Um, and that was my shout out for Joe. And I hope he gets everything that he wants to get for everyone. So this was episode four of Terrorize You to the Core podcast. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I hope it doesn't freak you out too much. But you know what? It's holidays, sorry, Halloween season. And what's better to be but scared. So if you have anything you want to share, just hit me up on, like I said, Terrorize You to the Core podcast on Facebook. You can also hit me up at my Gmail.